The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. It is Thursday, February the 15th, and we've got a full hour, maybe even more. Depends on if the calls are coming in, uh, calls and texts. We've got a full hour or so to uh, talk Cowboys football, talk anything you want, NFL, free agency, Anything really, if uh, I'm not really that well versed in, in a lot of topics, but I can certainly talk about Cowboys, what we've got going on with uh, some new hires with Mike Zimmer. Now, officially, the defense coordinator had his press conference uh, yesterday. You can, if you haven't seen that, you can watch it on our website, DallasCowboys.com. And uh, if, it, if it looks a little different, it's because it is. We've got a different logo back there. Uh, uh, I'm always looking for a pen. I mean, there's there's one right there. I thought it's pretty cool. They did uh, guys in the back. We got talented people that that work here uh, that that kind of whipped that together. Probably took them about like five minutes to do that, but uh, pretty cool. I like it. Uh, it's Cowboy storyline. We're we're changing all the time around here and, and trying to get better every day. All right, eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number to call. Uh, Chris, put that text line number up there. I haven't memorized it just yet. But you can definitely send uh, some text messages as well. Um, all right, let's get to the phone line. Uh, we got, we'll got. we start it off. We've got Vancouver, Washington. Marco is in Vancouver, Washington. Marco, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. All so right. um, a couple things I just want to touch on. One was uh, Mike Zimmer. And then the other one is just a quick comment about the draft. And I think they kind of go together. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Mike back in the building. Um, you know, on a personal note, I, I've been following him since, uh, since his days at WSU. Uh, his actually tenure there, 89 to 93, were the, the years I went to school there. So when he became a Cowboys coach, I was always I always kind of took a little pride in that, especially how long that's, he – That's not he, Washington he, State, is it? That's yeah, Washington, Washington State. State. Why did I think he was at Weber State? Sorry, Washington State. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he, he was there with Coach Price. Um, in fact, uh, he just stuck around another year. And if actually, if we'd have got Bledsoe to stick around another year, I think we might have won a national championship. Because the year after Bledsoe left, uh, the defense I think was like the top in the, the country. Nice. But anyway, um, yeah, it's good to have him back. I. I uh, couple things. I know we're going to bring in some players, probably some linebackers through the draft, free agents. Um, and I, one thing I'm kind of hoping for or hoping we don't do in, in the draft is uh, repeat what I think is the worst draft pick ever. And that's the Bobby Carpenter. Um, yeah. <laughs> type draft. Um, but uh, as far as other free agents or actually even players on the team, so Mike's kind of known to be, you know, demanding and, and up front. I'm wondering uh, if there's any players on, that you're maybe concerned about having a, you know, personality yeah. entitlement type conflict with his coaching style. Okay. Um, all right. I, well, you know what? I wrote a story on that yesterday. That that was actually my my story on the website about um, Zimmer. And so uh, I can kind of address that. Yeah, do you have anything else, or is that it, Marco? 
No, yeah, I think that's it. I, I guess maybe you're just your comments too, also on uh, on Bobby Carpenter. <laughs> if you have any, <laughs> oh no, any, don't make me say it. <laughs> um, he would, he, I think he's actually the worst pick. Um, you know, people talk about Taco, and, and <laughs> of course, it's kind of relived here with with Mozzie. But I think I think Mike Baxter might be able to do something with Mozzie. Um, All right. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, I'm concerned about, especially because people are talking about getting a linebacker in the first round and, uh, yeah. We'll okay. See. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes thanks for the call, Marco. I mean, sometimes you can't just be worried about that pick because that's a position where, you know, you can get decent value there. Not everybody wants to take a linebacker that high. It's kind of like the center position where you might take, you know, you might get one of the first or second ones off the board just because it's not considered high, high value. Tight end used to be that way, and I, I think I think that's changing. I really do. I mean, I think the way if you can get a, a difference-making tight end, it, it changes everything. I mean, we're seeing Kansas City do it, and, you know, I mean, if you just look at the teams that made it into the final four, you've got tight end. I mean, you know, you've got four of the best tight ends, I think. I mean, Laporta will get himself in there. I think that's how good he was. I mean, but everybody's got a really good tight end. So anyways, but my point is, as linebacker, I, I, I would I wouldn't be afraid to take a linebacker there just because it didn't work out with Bobby Carpenter. I don't know if I want to tell that story, even though I wrote it. I wrote it in the book. The book, uh, If These Walls Could Talk, I, you know, if you put it out there, I, I just think it's funny. I'll tell the story. It, it's, it's funny because Bill Parcells coached his dad rob carpenter as a running back for the giants and in like the early 80s and so and he had him he was a tough big bruising running back slash fullback and and uh and so he he, you know he wanted him he he was one of the guys that really really wanted him this was the 06 draft i guess this is bill's last draft and so you know i don't know if all the scouts wanted him but he did he wanted him and then by middle of the year it's not going well he's not playing a whole lot and he and he was like, I guess according to some scouts, he was kind of complaining about you know if I can get this guy to play well. And they said, man, I mean, Bill, you wanted him. You're the guy that wanted him, you know. And he's like, I know, I know. I thought I was drafting his dad. Ended up drafting his mom. And uh, you know, I think everybody laughed. I think he was joking. I, I think, but uh, it was <laughs> kind of funny, I guess. Uh, all right, let's go to Joe in Stanford. Hey, how you doing, sir? Hey, Joe. Uh, uh, good to talk to you. Glad you got you home too. safe in Las Vegas. Really uh, torn up over the over the um, over the number twenty eight um, Woodson. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. He'll get in. He'll get um, in. So real excited about Mike Zimmer. Um, I think the things that I talked about a few calls ago: the lack of accountability, discipline, toughness. Uh, that I really think have, have really hurt this team for a while. I think he is like, I don't know, the medicine for that, if, if you could think about it that way. Um, I think, the, of course, the players are going to have to, you know, want to take that medicine. Uh, but I'm confident that, uh, that that Mike can get him to come over to his side. He's a great coach. Um, one other thing, I've been following, uh, you know, the reporting on our losses of defensive line coaches, specifically Durden and Floyd. And a lot of people have been talking about how we've made a mistake and we've lost some great coaches and how, you know, we should have done more to keep them in this and that. I, and this is nothing against those guys. I really don't know them that well. But I, I'm missing 
the overachievement of that position that would lead me to believe that these guys are some big loss. Exactly. I think, no, you're I right. Think, well, let's 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 also clarify. They didn't make Aiden Dirty, uh, Aiden Dirty. Sorry, they didn't make him the defensive coordinator here. They they decided to go outside the building and go with Zimmer. Um, and then by not doing that, they they can't block him from going to being a defensive coordinator. So that's where he's going to Seattle as a defensive coordinator because they didn't make him here. They can't keep him as their D line coach. Uh, so that's that. And then Sharif Floyd, you know, it, it it is what it is. He was quality control. Quality control slash assistant defensive line. Quinn lo- loves him. That's fine, you know. And 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 Zimmer didn't probably doesn't know him at all. And what? No, no, no. That's not true because I think they drafted him honestly in Minnesota. Um, so he he's a Quinn guy. He he wanted to go with Quinn. He got in the league with Quinn. That's where he's going. So he, they didn't block that one. Yeah, I I just I, the the narrative. You know, I, I stay on X and I follow all, pretty much all the guys who report on the Cowboys regularly. Uh-huh. And you know what? And the narrative has been, oh, we really lost some. You know, we really took huge losses with those two guys. And like I say, nothing personal against those guys, but I really don't see it that way. So yeah, I'm looking neither. forward to seeing who who Mike can bring in to sure. really improve those young men. I agree. All right. Thanks. Have a good day, thanks man. for the call, Joe. Uh, you know, I wanted to kind of hit on that, and then also something that the first caller said, Marco, had talked about with the, you know how he's going to relate to these young players. And I mentioned the article that I wrote yesterday. I thought something that that Zimmer said that was very, very good to hear was that you know he he's not concerned at all about that. You know, can he handle these younger players? Can they handle him? And he said his understanding has always been that the great players want to be great and they want to be coached. They want to be coached hard. Um, and, and, you know, we, we heard Woodson talking about it uh, last week or so when he, when he said, you know, that's, that's something, you know, that it was humbling for him to kind of hear some things. I thought it was weird that Zimmer mentioned three players, and all three of those players ended up playing for the Cowboys at, at some point. Um, but he, he said, you know, three guys that it sounded like they kind of, you know, got sideways every now and again early on, and maybe they didn't see eye to eye. But at the end, now there's nothing but respect, and these guys love him, and you know they 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 wished him you know good luck. And um, he said Pac-Man Jones was was that way when he had him in Cincinnati for a long time. Uh, he said Anthony Barr was was another player, and of course I'm I'm blanking on the third player um, that, that that he mentioned. I'll think of it here in a second. But uh, it was a, it was another guy that ended up ended up with the Cowboys as well. Um, but you know, and he had Terrence Newman. That that wasn't one of them. But was he it had, Pac-Man? But uh, it was Pac- Pac-Man. Talk about Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man was one of them. I said him and, and Anthony Barr, and then there was a, there was Xavier a third Rhodes. guy, Xavier Rhodes. That's right. Good job, Chris. Uh, Xavier Rhodes was was another guy that that you know he was here for like an hour and a half a couple of seasons ago, trying to figure out the cornerback position, even though they had drafted a second and third rounder that year. But still, they had to go outside and try to get get players and just try to see if they could get anybody to help on that, that season. But, but those were all guys that were good players, you know, and, and Zimmer's talked about another guy. He didn't name names, but is it another, another player that he said, never, never wanted to be yelled at. He couldn't do it in, in, in front of the, the team. And so he had to kind of alter that a little bit. So let's don't just, let's don't think that these coaches don't adapt uh, as well. You know, that yeah, this is their style, but they also, they're trying to get the, the best out of these players and it's it's just like you guys have kids you guys know your your kids are different you can't treat one the same as you do another you can't treat players the same they don't get paid the same 
they don't play the same. They don't, you know, they, they don't play the same amount. They don't, you know, so they they are treated differently. And so sometimes you have to do that. And I think I think the really good coaches are ones that can understand that. Uh, for the most part, he seems pretty, you know, hard as nails. And and that's that's his approach to getting the best out of players. So I think I think it's going to be fine. I really do. And if you know you guys are worried about a certain guys or whatever, I I honestly believe if if they can't handle Mike Zimmer, then they're not really going to be able to be that good, you know. So, but the elephant in the room, let's just say it. I mean, elephant in the room is Micah Parsons. Well, how's this going to work? How's Micah going to work with him and all that? And I think it's I, I I'd like to see you know they're, they're going to meet if they haven't already. And um, you know, I thought Parsons. I mean, uh, Zimmer did not really go too far into the you know the weeds on where he's going to play him. He said I hadn't even talked to him yet. I want to talk to him. I want to see. What he thinks. I want to see, you know, I'm going to tell him what I'm thinking. Plus, you know, they got to still get the staff together. So a lot of moving parts still. But I thought it was a good first press conference. And, you know, just just some good understanding of, hey, you know, he's not he's not this guy that's this this mean, you know, mean spirited person that just is his way or, or, or the highway. I think that think he's he's you know, there's a lot of give and take there. That's why these players love him. You know, the, the, the ones that even the ones he has been really hard on. Uh, in the years, uh, in the past years. All right, let's go to um, Brian in Kansas City. Good afternoon, sir. What's up? Hey, you know, I forgot to mention the other day, one of the things I really enjoyed about Radio Row over the weekend, Yeah, it, it was just Emmett Smith preaching my my feelings about the Cowboys over, you know, recent years and just listening to him. And, boy, he was really frank and upfront and, and all I was, I was like, brother, preach, because I'm tired of hearing, you know, I'm tired of talking about potential, too, you know, and uh, really enjoyed uh, listening to some of his various interviews uh, over the weekend. That's funny, because it's annoying to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. No, I just uh, say you that. work for the organization. Nobody wants their organization bashed, but no, no, the- no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. When you play like you play against Green Bay, you get bashed. Okay, that, that's not it. What what it is 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 that is Emmett and and a lot of former players. I mean, saying stuff like "I'm tired of talking about it." Well, you're at Radio Row. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you what are you promoting? Oh, you're promoting something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm saying is is that. This is it. This is the NFL. I mean, you're going to keep talking about it. This is why we have shows. I mean, we're going to keep talking about the Cowboys. I mean, what are you just going to say? Well, let's, let's dismiss them. They haven't won in 29 years, so we don't talk about them. I mean, that just doesn't work that way. I mean, it just it just seems weird that Emmett would make that statement to me because I, mean, I didn't hear all of it. I've heard bits and pieces, but it just seems hypocritical a little bit because it's like this is this is who, the team that that you played on. You know how this works. Like. You know, you talk about the Cowboys until they win. And then when they win, you talk about them until they lose. I mean, that's just the cycle of it. it, it I don't know. Whatever. I love him. I, but. For me, he, he just kind of voiced, I'm tired of talking about potential yeah. instead of, you know, performance. You know, kind of what my teacher said about me when I was right. a kid. Right. Brian's got great potential. He's a great kid. But did you? doesn't have great grades, though. But did you have great potential? Uh, absolutely. When I finally decided that I wanted to participate in the scholastic world in college, I did very well. But you sound like yeah. me. That sounds. That sounds like me. Yeah. Same know, thing. It was just me. I just didn't want to do well, it, so I didn't. Yeah, that's. I think yeah. this is that's me. But this is a little, little bit different situation of 
because this is where this is. You have another question. I, I'll go on in a rant here in a second. But yeah, no worries. Uh, hey, so you, the other thing I really appreciate, I, I listened to Girls Talk, Boys Talk this morning, and Christy Scales was there when Zimmer was there the first time and, and remembered him coming into the building in 94. And, I, you know, I learned a lot about him in that just couple of minutes just listening to her stories and, of course, the very sad story about his son. Yeah. Um, but then – uh, you know, the, the thing that I was really excited about with Zim is, you know, being a military guy, I, and thank God Aisha really brought this to, to their show. You know, she said as a soldier, you know, they asked her, you know, what does it mean when you have a disciplinarian? And talking about some of her, her former uh, drill sergeants and such, well, she has one that she's still in touch with. Mm-hmm today right, right you know and we i think about the great military leaders that i worked for and and what that meant but yeah the discipline is you you know it's something you gotta you gotta take it and you've said specifically about mike but true about everybody if you really want to be the best player you can be then you've got to be willing to listen to somebody like zim because he's been great everywhere he's been his defenses have been incredibly good right so you got to be willing to listen i really liked her point of view on that and then i want to throw out a player this is somebody that that was there during your time there just kind of a you know he wasn't there long but but he had a good role i looked up his 2001 statistics he had 600 yards from scrimmage which surprised me troy hambrick and i'll hang up man have a great show all right thank you troy hambrick all right um you know going back to the first part though about um about you know younger players generation you know are, are they going to to listen and um you know taking some of those other stories from from military aspects i mean it all comes down to respect if, if you don't have to like that guy you don't have to like the coach you don't have to like your teacher you don't have to like your boss but you have to respect their position even if you don't respect them you have to respect the position that they have and if you do that, and if you respect your coach, um, and you respect your, you know, whatever, but in this case, it would be your defensive coordinator, and, and respect what, you know, that they, they've done enough to get to this point, you need to listen to them, um, then, then I think, I think they'll, they'll understand, you know, that it's tough love. That, that if they're yelling at me and, and embarrassing me in front of everyone, you know, that, that it's for good reason. And, you know, I've heard coaches say this. Coach, some coaches will say to the best player, to the quarterback or whatever, say, hey, you know I have to treat you different, right? You, you, you know this. They'll pull them aside and say, I have to do this for, for everybody. So if I get on to you, yeah, I get it. I know that other guys are doing it too, but it sets the tone as long as it's, as long as it's not fake. you know. But if I have to get on to you, then, you know, then, then everyone kind of will see, hey, if he'll get it, Everybody can can get this too, and so I think that's where those players kind of have to understand. As long you know, got to be fair, but demanding, and uh, you know those are those are the words that you kind of keep hearing come out here. You know, not mean stuff like that. It's it's demanding, challenging, and, and fair. And so that's that's what I think is exciting about that. Um, for the former uh, player Troy Hambrick, Troy was you know he was a. I mean, he was in a weird spot. You know, he didn't know it. He he, he didn't know that what he was in really, or didn't feel it. But I mean, if you're if you're the next running back behind Emmett Smith, 
that's not easy. Quincy Carter, I mean, you know, that wasn't easy to, to be the guys behind Troy Aikman and, and Emmett and, and and Troy Hambrick was that way and his brother was on the team and he was he was wild, you know, pretty crazy. Um and you know, he ran he ran the ball well. You know, there were some times uh, you know, two thousand three, I think he almost had a thousand yards. Uh he was like the main runner, you know, and that's that's one of Bill Parcells' best coaching jobs ever. Any coach in Cowboys history to take that 03 team in his first year with Quincy as the quarterback and Troy Hambrick as the running back and go 10 and 6 and and go to the playoffs. I mean, and that was, that was really good. And, you know, Hambrick was a solid player, but, you know, I mean, that was just kind of a point in time where they didn't have a lot of great players. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to Anthony in Miami. What's going on, Nick the Quick? What's up, man? Hey, um, first of all, man, thoughts and prayers on the people in Kansas City, man. Yeah. Um, on that um, cowardice, because when you act, because when you got um, assault weapons, as I heard, I thought one of the weapons that the guy that they caught, the fans caught, you know, you're running away and, and you got assault. You know, when you got AR-15s and Uzis, you know, and AK-47 type weapons, man, that's cowardice. You know, you're going out there to do some, inflict some damage. So, you know, hey, man, I hope they. Ridiculous. you know get um, more than what's coming to them yeah so yeah that's um yeah the, there's there's no excuse for it and and there's just it's ridiculous and and honestly um i was gonna try not to maybe go there i mean i obviously it's on everyone's mind it's a parade and 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 to, for a football team and uh for that to happen i i just can't fathom i can't fathom you know and i know that one person uh has has definitely passed away and then there's 12 13 other uh, children, uh, as opposed to the you know twenty twenty something that are in the hospital, but I heard ten or eleven children, and I, I just can't imagine going to the parade. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Then, yeah. Not to bring it down, not to bring it down, All but right. you know just to yeah. throw some prayers type thing. Sure. Definitely. But um, anyway, Cowboys business, Mr. Darren Woodson, man. Um, I don't know if you listen or if somebody gets this that's close to you that listens. I respect you, man. I respect your game, man. Um, I respect the kind of guy that I hear you are. Um, treat the CEO like the like the like the guy that cleans up and mops floors. Speaks to him as well. So, if you're that type of guy, man, and I know your record speaks for itself on the field. Um, good things are coming, man. HOF is coming. It's coming, and um, I hope you know you have the same appreciation for it whenever it happens because you deserve it more than deserve it. My player, I want to mention another player. Uh, I wish this player could have played for Coach Zim now and or Coach Quinn. Underrated guy, and that's safety Jeff Heath. I wish that type of guy, Saginaw guy, I think he was a free agent. If he was, he was a late-round draft pick, safety, hard-hitting. I mean, gave it, you know, it all. He wasn't a good cover guy, you know, safety, when he got put in those positions. But that the work ethic that I heard of and that I, you know, I saw him display things on the field that I could appreciate. And I would hope that some of these players that make way more money than he ever thought of making can get that and um, instill that back in their game. Yeah. And um, other than that, go Cowboys. I don't want, you know, all, all right. that, whoever we take, defense, whatever. Everybody knows what we need to do. It's out there. Running back, linebackers, D tackles. I just hope we make the right choice and do the right thing. All right. Talk to you next week. Guys. Thank you, Anthony. Um, yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Heath was a uh, was a good, solid player. 
Um, he was, he, you know, this is probably going to be surprising to some, but he was one of the fastest players on the team. I mean, uh, I remember, I'm trying to think which, I think it was Dez, actually. I remember one time we did a story. We were, we were kind of having fun. We were asking about a relay team. Uh, who would be on your relay team? I think Dez put himself on there. Probably not, but, you know, everybody thinks that they're super fast. But Jeff Heath's name got up there several times because, you know, he he definitely could run. Um, Jeff Heath had three games, three moments that it didn't go well for him. Um, jumped over, ran over, ran, you know, uh, maybe ran away from or whatever. And, and that's where a lot of fans are like, oh, you remember the time that, you know, and I'm pretty sure all three of these guys either are, are in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, like one of them was Calvin Johnson, like Cal- Calvin Johnson, like catching a pass over him or um, Jimmy Graham. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, he might be at some some point. Um, let's get Witten in there first. But uh you know, that and then Adrian Peterson, I think, had a run where he kind of was, you know, he was trying to tackle him or whatever. I mean, not the first guy to ever, like, not not be able to bring him down. But for the most part, Jeff Heath was a really good player um, and, you know, had some had some great moments um, and could have had one of the greatest moments in Cowboys history. But Aaron Rodgers hang, held on to the ball. I mean, he, he blitzed off the edge in that 2016 divisional game and just smashed him right in the back. Most guys are going to fumble, and if the Cowboys had recovered it, they kick a field goal on the next play, and they and they win, and they go to the NFC Championship game. But um, he didn't. He held on to the ball, and then next play, I think, is one where he went out and made a great play on the sideline, and Packers win. But um, but Jeff Jeff Heath was a, was a good player, underrated player. All right, Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Good afternoon, Mr. How you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Man, the sun's shining. My girls are smiling. I have air in my lungs. My heart's beating. I'm real well. All right. Phone's not not sounding good. I didn't. I thought that was your voice for a second. <laughs> uh, probably if I was laying back in the back of the shark here. Jeff Heath was everything they wanted that kid Matt Johnson to be that we held on to for a few years a while back, like '08 or something like that. But uh, let's talk about DCs real quick. Okay. One, I don't think that um, I think it's being really overplayed. Makes them are being really aggressive. It's not like he wasn't just in the league a few years ago, and he also doesn't. I think we lost him. We're going to try Sebastian. Try to call us back if you can. Sorry that it was it was really difficult to hear. Um, if you can call us back eight 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 five five two two nine seven. I know you know the number. Uh, usually you have really good reception from him, but uh, not in, in this case. Actually, uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We don't do that a whole lot, but we're going to take a break, kind of reset. I think phone lines are open. Uh, I'd like Sebastian to call on one of them, but uh, give us a call. I got a text message I'm going to read when we come back. We're going to go to break real quick. Come right back here on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from my next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, back here on Cowboys Storyline. It's been a while since we've taken a break uh, in the middle of the show. Uh, but I'm glad we did because we were able to kind of get uh, Sebastian back on the line. See if he sounds better this time. Sebastian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I was too close to my house. It was trying to connect to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know how that goes. The driveway is kind of like, what, what are we doing here? Are we, you know, we're doing this. Are we not? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's bad. Get, get yeah, it. but in or out. We're real good. We're real good. It's 71 degrees and sunny here, man, and I'm I'm feeling good, Mister uh, Eman. Nice. But I was saying I wanted to talk about the DCs real quick. Uh, a lot of smoke's been made about you know Mike Zimmer and his personality type and how it's going to mesh with the team. If they're good players and they want to be coached, they will be coached. And the great players are always going to take in coaching. Even Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady needed to be coached to be great. So I have no problem with that. But he's also not taking over a Mike Nolan-style situation. So I don't think his job will be as difficult as Dan Quinn's job was when he actually came in here. And then when you flip that to me being prepared for Dan Quinn to go to a Washington team but not D.C., I think they're going to be a tough out this year coming up. You know, Washington? Uh, Yes, sir, Washington, D.C. I think they're going to be a tough out this year. Um, the NFL, if you look at the Super Bowl, they're doing a very good job of making these teams fairly even across the board. I don't feel we're as far away from San Francisco as it seems like, especially when you watch them go up against Detroit, who we beat, and then play a Super Bowl game. I think it's a lot of times we get in our way with the penalties and things of that nature. So if we can clean that up under Mike Zimmer, that's going to be a beautiful thing. And I hope you guys have had a great week. I'm having a real good week so far. And just right. have a great day. And I hang All up right. and listen. Thanks, Sebastian. Appreciate that. Good call. Uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. Um, you know, I, I I agree with what you said about the you know good co- good players are going to want to be coached, and you know I'm not sure where they are with with um, you know with um, I'm sorry I was looking at this Chiefs uh, 49er game, but we're talking about the 49ers and where they are with the 49ers. You know, I still feel like they're they're a, a ways away. Um, they haven't you know. They haven't gotten that close to beating them. 
uh, I think, in the last three times that they've faced them. And it could just be a matchup thing uh, where, where, you know, that's the case. You, you, you know, you are going to switch up. You know, both teams are going to have new defensive coordinators. I don't know if I understand that. Uh, with what the 49ers are doing, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. You know, this franchise seen a guy win a su- two Super Bowls in a row and not be the coach the next year. So there's um there's two sides to everything, um, and you know we'll, we'll we'll see how how they get. You know they, they're gonna they're gonna face some some salary cap issues uh, as well. But but I do think the Cowboys are. You know, I, I think that they're 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 up there. They're they're one of the the better teams. Like like Sebastian just said, you know, Zimmer's going to come in and he's inheriting a team that's got some good players, uh, really good players on defense. You know, you, you have Mike Parsons, you have Trayvon coming back, and 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 you've got Deron Bland and you know Tank Lawrence and and you know you you uh, Osa. I mean, there's 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 some guys here, and then they got a lot of younger players too that are maybe going to ready to take that next step, but. Uh, you, you mentioned Washington being tough. Sure, I mean, Dan Quinn's going to turn things around. I mean, that's probably that's, that's probably going to happen. They're going to be better. They're gonna, they have a lot of draft picks. They have a lot of salary cap space. So um, we'll see how they use it. But yeah, I, I think that they're going to be uh, a better team. They got the number two overall pick. You know, if they get a quarterback that that's a difference maker, I mean, watch out. Or if they get anybody, you know, I almost want them to take a quarterback. Seriously, you know, when when division teams like that. I'm I'm always kind of hoping that they take the quarterback because it's a crapshoot. I mean, take Robert Griffin. Okay, he was good for a year, and then it didn't work out so much, and then he was not there anymore, you know. Or take Daniel Jones um, and, you know, take Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah, you, you have some success, but it, it doesn't always work out. But if you don't take a quarterback, if you take like a lineman or you take a, a – defensive end or pass rusher that's probably going to be a, a problem you know i mean i know the giants are a little bit of a of a exception to the rule because they they seem to draft offensive linemen that don't pan out so well but uh for the most part you take a guy up in the top 10 position player like he's probably going to be pretty good so um me personally, if I was, you know, I, I kind of hope Washington does take one of the quarterbacks. If if they hit and you get and they get a Joe Burrow, then that's not good. But but I think more often than not, you you they don't. So all right, we'll see what happens there. All right, let's let's um, we got a text question here up earlier in the show. Dan from Philly texted in, said if you could only extend one of the these players, who would it be? Micah, CD, or Dak? His pick is CD, and he also says Dexter Coakley is his past Cowboy. Uh, love Dexter Coakley. Um, but uh, of those three, who could you extend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd say I'd, I'd say CD. I mean, if I could extend one, I would it would it would be CD. Um, I think you you don't have as many question marks there. Uh, he's already been you know he's setting unbelievable records, and um, you know not that Micah isn't, but I mean if I get to pick one, I'm I'm I take CD. You know, um, but that's not that's not the case i mean you can do you you can do other things and you can you know to make this work you, you should be able to get all all of them in here um at some point all right let's go to um another text question here this is from a 760 area code what do you think about van Der Esch as a coach a linebackers coach um if that's you know coaching is something that you've got to want to do i mean i mean clearly and that's that's the case with everything but You've got to really want to coach. You've got to want to be here 
for all hours of the night. I mean, assistant coaches, I mean, they put in a ton of hours. And, um, you know, that's why you don't see a lot of, you know, great players. And, you know, he's, I don't know if he's a great player. He was a good player. I mean, he if, if injuries weren't an issue, I think he w- was going to be great. Um, but but still, I mean, he you gotta you've gotta have the, the desire to do it. It's not about do you, do I know the game, X's and O's and things like that. I think Tony Romo could be one of the best coaches. I was told Tony Romo could be one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL if he really really tried to do it understands things like that. He could do a flip to the other side and kind of he could be a great defensive coordinator, but <laughs> doesn't want to do that. He wants to go and do one game a week and 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 you know and half the time it's the Chiefs. You know, he has to know the Chiefs and the Bills and a few other teams and gets the you know, I mean that that's the, he gets paid a lot to do it. I mean I'm just saying so you gotta be it's gotta be in your blood. It's gotta be in your DNA to want to do that. And I don't know that I, I you know he hasn't I've never heard him say that. Uh, and I'm not sure he's done playing football. I don't know this, but I mean, if so, I mean, it could be coaching, but but maybe not right away. You know, it's not always an easy thing to just transition right into that and coach players that you were teammates with. Um, you know, you see it you see it every now and again, but uh but I don't know. So um I'm just speculating at this point. All right, Michael in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Well, it's a new year. We hadn't lost a game, so all the hope is there again. Um, right. I was going to ask you a draft question, but you said on Tuesday. You Go for it. Go for it. I'm in. Go for it. Uh, all right. If all not, right. I'll fake it. Okay. If, uh, if, if our pick comes to us and the center from Oregon. Yep. Uh, Power. Power. Something. Yeah. yeah. If he's there, yeah, he's got Powers three Johnson. Powers Johnson, Smith, Lewis. Sounds like he's yeah. an attorney at law. Bring yeah, him. I'm all for it. Let's go. All yeah. right, really? Oh, hundred percent. Right. I, I am too. Yeah, I am too. Now, here's 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 the question, and and I don't know what's going to happen between, you know, this is one of those like like once a year. I always think, man, I wish the draft was first and then free agency was second, but it doesn't work that way. But this is one of those cases where they're going to have to do something at center. You know, they, they, they have to have some plan. I don't think that they're going to bring – they're not bringing back the Oddish. I'm pretty sure of that. So they got to do something. Um, whatever they do probably won't stop them from drafting a, a plug-and-play center. But, you know, they'll, they'll have something in the works. And maybe it's a guy from here. Maybe it's T.J. Bass just playing center or Brock Hoffman or those two guys just working at it, and that's kind of a contingency plan if you don't get something better in the draft. Um, maybe they pick up a veteran lineman who's you know been a center in the past, but yeah, if you tell me you're getting one of the top centers, and and this guy from what I've heard, I know a little bit about him, played some defense you know early on, and and he's moved around, and uh, he's just a tough football player. He played center one year, and he won the Remington Award, so that's he's batting a thousand when it comes to like being a really good player at that position. So um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if he. I don't know if he lasts that long, honestly. Hey, they're projecting him around that range, around yeah. that area, 20, yeah. in the in the low twenties. Right, uh, and that's uh, why that's why it's important for the Cowboys to do something at the position because you go into a draft and everyone knows you don't really have a center. That that's going to be the team that everyone's like, all right, if you got if you want Powers Johnson or whatever his name is. I'm sorry, I don't know Chris. What's his name again? 
Yeah, it's Powers Johnson. Powers Johnson last, is his last name. So if you want to get him, Morgan. you know, you got to jump Dallas. You know, you don't want that. You don't want that that, that scenario. So um, you know, it, it'll it'll be fun to, to see. But um, you know, I'm anxious to see kind of what happens with him at the at the combine and his pro day. And yeah, that that's one to, to definitely look at for sure. Well, the only other thing I had real quick talking about movies, talking about movies before. One caller called in and mentioned Fates and the Giants. It's a high school football movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I watched it the other day because it's on Prime, Amazon Prime, but really good movie. What's it called? I mean, Facing the Giants? Facing the Giants. It's a high school it's high school football. Okay. I, I really good. Yeah, I, I, I don't think – I know I've never uh, seen that. I, or I don't know it by the title. Sometimes you see a movie and you're like, oh, I've seen that, you know, but uh, – that doesn't ring a bell, but sounds good. If you got Prime, check it out. All right, all right. All right. I think it's one of the fifty-seven things that we have a, a, a subscription to that we haven't canceled. Or yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Michael. All right, appreciate it. All right. Let's go to Erwin uh, in Denver. Hello, Erwin. Hey, Mick. What's going on? I lost you a couple of times. Oh, we got you. We found you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. How you doing? Hey, I just. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Hey, you know what? I just want to, I'm not really sure if I missed a lot of this because I, I got uh, disconnected, but I, I joined on a little bit late. But anyway, just a couple things to make it real quick for you again. Uh, I really like the Mike Zimmer uh, hire. And one thing I, I really like about it is I didn't necessarily like how Dan Quinn was up in the box and coaching from up there opposed to being on the sideline with the defensive players. And and I believe that's how Mike Zimmer is. He's down there with the guys, so I really like that. And the, and the other thing, I'm glad you kind of brought it up about uh, uh, Heath uh, on that Adrian Peterson run. Yeah, I distinctly I distinctly remember that run. Peterson he runs angry anyway. Yeah, it was a beast. Yeah, yeah, he hit uh, Jeff Heath actually hit Peterson pretty good and stopped him. The problem was a couple of the Cowboy uh, players. Hit Peterson from behind and behind. kind of rolled him back. Carried him into the end. Yeah. Yeah. It looked bad yeah. for him. It really wasn't as bad as it, as it looked. Yeah. No, he actually, he actually made great contact with Peterson and actually stopped him, which is really pretty amazing. But, right. uh, you know, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that real quick and, you know, see what you think about uh, sure. uh, Zimmer coaching on the sideline. And I'll let you go. Thanks All right. for taking my call. Thank you. All right. Erwin, appreciate that. You know, um, that's one of those things. That it reminded me of uh, something we had talked about on Tuesday about the captains, you know, and, and just different things that I'm not sure how much it matters. You know, it's the same with the guy up in the box. And, and you know, I mean, you, you, you're trading off something. You get to get, you know, down there in the mix and, and huddle the players around, all of them. I mean, you can't get everyone on the phone, you know, up there and to do that. This is a way to get your message across to 11 people, in a, you know, right at the same time is, you know, get your act together. And I'm sure he doesn't say the word act, but, you know, I mean, let's go, you know, figure figure this out or someone else will. And so that's that's probably very, you know, important to, to be able to do that and for his style. Um at the same time, you're trading off, not getting a chance to, you know, see as much. But, you know, they got the pictures for that, and they, they, you know, all the all the tablets and things like that that, that you can kind of, you know, to take a look at. So, uh, you know, I, I would I would think, yeah, this is this is probably going to be something different, and 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 that that's good. I mean, this is a team 
that I think is it's 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 there. They're in the they're in the neighborhood. I don't know if you want to say they're close. I, I don't care about that. They're 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 in the ballpark here of teams that can compete. Okay, they're probably going to compete for a playoff spot again. Um, and so now, what's the difference? What's going to change? What's going to get them over the hump? What you know can will the defensive coordinator, you know, get two or three players playing better than we've seen before? If if that's the case, then that's that's really good. Maybe he turns something different with Micah. You know, figuring out a way. I mean, that's one thing that's got to happen here with with Micah Parsons is, you know, he's been really really good. He's been dynamic in September, in October, November. He has not been that way in, in December and January. That's just fact. So, and I know uh, Rob from, from Vegas, he calls all the time. Um, not today, hadn't called today, but but he calls all the time and he, he says, you know, one thing he wants him to do is gain, gain 15, 20 pounds um, to, to play defensive end and maybe not wear down as much uh, if that's the case, and maybe that's not the case, but three years is is not really a sample size anymore. It's 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 a pretty. I mean, I mean, it's a pretty good. Uh, it's not a small sample size. Is what I'm trying to say, it's it's pretty good number there. So three years in a row, and you haven't really done a whole lot at the end of the season. Maybe maybe there is something to that. So that's something to consider, and, and you know, we'll see what what Zimmer's style uh, does for that. All right, Arthur in Spring, Texas. Good afternoon, Nick. How are you, sir? Good, Arthur. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, before I forget, okay. you every once in a while, my son will call in. And Anthony from Seattle. Oh, yeah. That, that's should... my son. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's, he's one of my twins. Okay. Um, uh, the, I saw the, the, the interview that Emmett had with the guys from the NFL Network, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lost a little bit of respect for him when I saw that video. Uh, I and you you mentioned something a little earlier about what he was promoting. He was promoting whatever tequila was it was that he had sitting in front of. But oh. I say that to say this that was he drinking? My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law made a comment one time. We were talking about alcoholics and she said that a drunk mouth speaks a sober mind right. and i i'm not saying that emmett was drunk <laughs> i i based on what i saw i think he might have had a little sip or two of his own product and i think that he was just speaking from within now i'm i'm not in disagreement with what he said yeah the place where i lost a little bit of respect for for him is because it took that liquid courage for him to say what he had to say. There's nobody more disappointed in the outcome of the 2023 season than the Cowboys fans, as well as the owners and the coaches and the players. I just, I just think that, you know, for me, saying all in is nothing new for me. I've been all in ever since the 60s. That's how long I've been a Cowboy fan. But I just, you know, I just wanted to kind of touch base on that, that, that uh, Emmett Smith thing that you were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Well, I, uh, thanks for the for the call, Arthur. And uh, yeah, your your son Anthony in Seattle calls uh, uh, every now and again, and he's been he's he's been one of the one of the first callers uh, um, way back in September. So he he'll call a handful of times. Um, 
you know, the thing is, when you're doing Radio Row, I mean, you do interviews, you do a few of them, you know, you, you, especially if you're promoting something. So he's he had a, he probably did several. And I'm sure in every one of them, you, you get asked something about the Cowboys. I mean, that's that's his team. So uh, and, and that makes sense. It sounds to me. And so, so the reason why I say this is that an interview here, an interview on the fan, an interview on NFL Network, an interview here, you know. All this sounds like to me is I'm tired of talking about this team. I'm tired of it because we've been talking about them for forever, how good they might be and potential here and there, and it just hasn't happened. And here's a guy that, you know, he they won. They they, they won when he was here. They, there wasn't a lot of talking like that. You know, they, they ended up, you know, getting over the hump, and, and they won three Super Bowls, and they were really good. They were, you know, team in the 90s, all that stuff. So – that's why it's that's why I have to kind of I want to hear exactly like what he said uh, in certain circumstances, just because it's you know, you can sit here and, and say, well, you know, why, why are you saying this and that? But, but there, there was there was probably five or six different interviews. Um, I think his point overall is, you know, it's time to stop talking and start doing something. But that doesn't that doesn't work. I mean, that 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 isn't the way it is. You you don't stop talking. You you try to get better. And and you know, I don't know if the you know, you know the Cowboys get get accused a lot of you know pumping themselves up, but you, we know that's not the case. You know, I mean, most of the time it's it's the media and fans or whatever that 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 does that. And and you know, the, they project the Cowboys to be this. I think the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. And then when it doesn't happen, then it's. What did they do wrong to not get there? When in reality is sometimes the, you know, sometimes the media, sometimes the fans, they don't know what they're talking about either. You know, they didn't have them pegged correctly, but yet no one ever says that. They just say, well, you know, bad coaching, bad leadership, no heart, you know, whatever it is, as opposed to they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough to start the season. They weren't good enough at the end, you know. That that's probably the case in a, in a lot of lot of areas, a lot of teams, a lot of sports. It's always the same, you know. And so there's always everyone's always looking for the reason. Like, what's the reason when it's they weren't they weren't really good enough? Uh, and that's that's what the reason was for the Cowboys last year. You know, I mean, yeah, we all thought they were going to beat the Packers. You know, we did, um, but they they weren't better than Green Bay. Not not that day. And if they turned around and played again, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure it, what what would happen because, you know, the Cowboys couldn't stop the run and they really couldn't run the ball. When you get into the playoffs, that's the kind of football that you, it's going to take to win games. All right, Mike in Delaware, are you there, Mike? Hey, can you hear me, Nick? I can hear you. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Nick? Uh, good, uh, good to hear you. Uh, you, have, you have a great show, man. And um, yeah, it's my first time caller. Yeah, it is. Here, we go. Yeah, here we go. Hey, uh, I just have a couple points, and then I want to finish off with a favorite wrestler. I didn't hear someone mention. I know you're a big wrestling fan back in the day. You and I are on the same uh, age, okay, and so forth. But, but um, I didn't realize that, and you know, since Zimmer been hired, that a lot of I didn't realize that the last three years how you know um, Dan Quinn was up in the box and so forth, and I didn't get to hear your response to that previous caller. But I think that's a big factor. Like uh, if he's on the sideline, I mean, in my opinion, I think that you know he. Feels like when they're on the sidelines, they're like there with the players, and 
you know, the whole last three years, I mean, the defense has been doing great as far as stats and everything, but I think that'll be a huge difference. I'm looking forward to that, like uh, when Zimmer gets on the sidelines uh, next season, because uh, yeah. I, I think that's a big factor. You know, it's just like uh, it just have a different perspective, but I think that'll be huge, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then um, real quick on uh, Tyron Smith, I'm, you know, he's been a great player for us, you know, over the since he's been in the league, I think, what, 13 years and so forth. But um, I think maybe we can, if we can utilize or uh, use the money at that position, uh, unless he decides on a reduced rate, obviously. When he's in there, he's great. Looks like, you know, if he's, um, he did that practice schedule he was on there, um, you know, helped him out. Because when he's in there, he, he's definitely uh, good and, you know, he's uh, at, at that position. But, um, if we can get someone in the draft, I'm all for it. And then a you know solid stud linebacker, right. obviously like everybody else is doing. Because I just remember those teams in the '90s, Nick. Like when we were going to the Super Bowls, like that defense was stellar. I mean, they they were just flying everywhere to the ball, and that's what I kind of miss. You know, it was nice to see the Super Bowl runs. I'm just looking forward to seeing my kids, you know, enjoy that Super Bowl, you know, because I, I right. thought I'd never see it, you know, back in the early 80s when they lost three <laughs> straight. I thought I'm never going to see it. And then it finally happened. I was like, man, this is great. Uh, real quick, uh, I know it's, it's at the end of your show, but a uh, restaurant didn't hear anyone ever say, you might, you probably should remember this guy. Remember a guy by the name of S.D. Special Delivery Jones? S.D. Jones. Yellow tights? Yeah, yeah. Special uh, Delivery yeah, Jones. I, I re- yeah. Special delivery Jones and a quick story on the Georgia animal steel. I met him in person and this was like 10 or 11. He, he used to go down to Wildwood, New Jersey, at the convention center and wrestle. He got out of his limo. And I don't know if I knew it was like an, you know, wrestling was like just an entertainment. I, I, I thought it, you know, it's 10 or 11 at the time. He got out of the limousine and his wife was dropped was in there and he acted so normal. It just shocked me, you know, cause right. he was in the ring. He was going all crazy, crazy and everything, yeah. but yeah. Biting yeah, the turnbuckle was, and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, did you see him kind of normal? I was like, man, he's just like a regular guy. So yeah. it's just you know, it's kind of weird to see that. Yeah. But Nick, you know, your show has been great. I appreciate uh, what you're doing, and you, I'm glad, so glad you got this show. Though it's awesome. jumped off this or started off. It's it's been great, but you're doing a great job. And uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you, Mike. All right, we don't have that many callers from Delaware. I mean, we have had one in the past, but um, maybe only two, two or three. So, um, still disappointed about Massachusetts. I don't have one from Massachusetts, big enough state. I think there would be uh, some there. Um, all right, good, good stuff. Um, you know, we had talked a lot about Emmett Smith, and um, and I appreciate Chris kind of pulling out one of the quotes here that he um, that he found from the you know again. He was on Radio Row. He probably did several interviews. Uh, so, you know, talking about the Cowboys in a different way. I'm going to read a quote that he said here. He says, no one wants to fight hard anymore. They want to say, oh, we are the Cowboys. Tell me how good I am. Check out my Instagram post. See me on my podcast. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm everything without doing anything. And everybody's patting them on the back. People want to give them so much without doing nothing. And what they're living off of is what happened in the past, not what's going down right now. They're not establishing their own legacy, let alone building off the legacy that was established. Emmett Smith. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot there. That'd be really. Why don't we just call him by name? I mean, seriously. I mean, that that's that's what. I feel like all of all of this is 
like towards Micah. You know, I mean, that's just what it feels like to me. And there's so much to unpack there. I, I don't that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, everyone's patting them on the back. Who's everyone and whose fault is that? You know, I mean, whose fault is that that they're getting patted on the back? I mean, you know, your job is to is to get your team ready to play in the, the training camp so you can get to the regular season and play well. And then when you do that, your job is to win those games and you need to get into the playoffs. And then you get into the playoffs, you got to win those games to get to the Super Bowl and you got to win. And and that's the thing. I mean, they're doing that. Then they get to the playoffs and they they don't win. But it's almost like it's it's their fault for fooling everyone when you got fooled. We all did. So I don't know who who we're blaming here. And building off the legacy, I mean, it's been 28 years. I mean, been there's a lot of teams trying to, to build off this legacy. Uh, and it just it hasn't happened. And it's not about building. It's really not about building a legacy. It's, it's about getting your team good enough to go win. That's, that's all it is. And I, I don't know. I, I, I disagree with some of that. And I've always disagreed with sometimes with former players, former players talking about current team, current, you know, locker room and, and chemistry and all that stuff when you just don't know. And I'm not talking about Emmett specifically. I'm saying just in general, you know, former players know what it's like to be at their locker room and their, when they played their time you know, in, in their game, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's always a little difficult for, I think, for former players to talk about current state of the teams, not, not about players, but about just where the team is and what's going on, because you don't really know all what's going on behind the scenes. That that's, that's always been my take. All right, let's go one more call here. Robin Vegas. I said, hey, I said you hadn't called and you probably, you know, I, I said, he probably yeah. won't, but I didn't say that because you never know. And you got in there. Yeah, I was in a meeting and then I, I got out. You know, uh, watching, yeah, guys, uh, I, I got to go. I'm getting called out here on this uh, show. I have to go. Don't you know? I said, how dare you schedule this now? <laughs> uh, uh, I thought the Zimmer interview was great. I, I saw a different side of him, you know, not yeah. that I really knew a lot, but he's got a personality. Yeah. I mean, he looks loose. And I'll tell you the one thing I know is he's no threat to Mike McCarthy. You know, he's coming in to do his job. You're not going to hear he may be the Knicks head coach. I don't see that even if Mike McCarthy don't work out after this year. I just think he's no threat, and I think that matters because all we heard about Dan Quinn is, you know, Mike McCarthy messes up, Dan Quinn yeah. may be the guy. But then once Dan Quinn wasn't the hot girl anymore and his defense, you know, we didn't look at it the same. That's why I think he got out of there and said, listen, let me go now. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about Emmett, I agree with Emmett about one thing. Yes. They played a different game back then. It was a different animal. They were, they were, it was a way more physical game. It was a better game for fans. The refs didn't get involved. I don't think it has anything to do with their living off the coattails of the 90s teams. These guys weren't even alive yet. And um, so I just think it's just different areas. And, you know, guys like that, uh, that win it back then, Michael, of course they're going to say we were better. We would have, and they were. I mean, that was, you know, all those teams. I don't know if you saw the ESPN top five NFL dynasties. Did you see that? No. So they had the 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, who didn't even play in the Super Bowl era, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. They left the 90s Cowboys off that list. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, usually I don't watch those shows, and I, 
I, I see, and I'm like, this is how ridiculous this is. That, to me, and I know I'm biased, but if I was to make a line that costs living in Vegas, they would be favored over all the teams. Forget about Green Bay and the Steelers. They would demolish them. Those guys were way too small. So I don't even compare those eras. But the 49ers, they already beat them. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots uh, and the Chiefs. So let's put it this way. I know that 90 Cowboy players could play in today's era, but I don't know if today's players could play back then. Yeah. I mean, so I just looked at that and I said, are you kidding me? You would have took that 90s team with, you know, all the Hall of Fame, the outfits of, I mean, forget it. And I, it was just, it, it, it just goes to show they never, they never can get over the Cowboys. They love the Cowboys. They just can't get them out, yeah. you know, you know, and it's just, it's just funny. That's but, that, uh, that is you know interesting to look at because there's there's six decades here. I mean, I mean, there's the '80s, there's the '60s, the '70s, the 2000 Patriots, the 2000 decade, yep. I guess, and then the 2020-ish. I know, I know, I know they kind of overlap some, but it, it seems like there's 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 five, and then there's there should be six. I mean, the Cowboys are the or would be the '90s dynasty. I mean, I, I understand you don't do a top six, but I mean. There's six. There's six dynasties here, you know. Yeah, and and only the other. I think the Patriots were the only team to win three in four years. Yeah. How, how do you not have the team that's done? I mean, let's face it. All you're going to be hearing about next year is the Chiefs trying to win three in a row. Right. You know. I I mean. So no, that to leave that team off. Yeah. The only reason why they left them off is so we could talk about it. Because if they would have put them on, everybody would have right. been like, well, yeah, of course they belong there. Right. But and that's and that's the thing. It goes back to like what Emmett's saying. You know, another quote that he said is, I've never been at the place that I am right now about this team. He's like, it's borderline embarrassing. Like, how are you um, embarrassed? Like, how are you yeah, embarrassed about I, the Cowboys? Because I don't think the Cowboys put themselves in this situation. I mean, I think the Cow- I mean, you go out, you, you win games, and then you get everyone kind of hyped up, and then they, they lose. And, but it's like they fail. I don't know what yeah. what the Cowboys. I don't know what the the team is supposed to do differently other than win. And then and I, I wouldn't use the word embarrassing. I mean, if we were going, you know, five and twelve the last three years instead of twelve and five, yes, I'd probably be embarrassed. But then again, we want to be talking about them as much. Right. But uh, they're not embarrassing. The the problem is they're so good in a way that everybody's saying, you know, everybody picks them to top two or three to go to the Super Bowl. So they're so good in a way, it's just like, okay, when are we going to take the next step? Everybody just wants to you know, go right past the regular season and go into playoffs. But yeah, this year was devastating. But right. embarrassing, embarrassing is not the right word. It's just a different era, different – yes, they're on their iPhones. They're on their podcasts. They, you know, I, I talk about Michael like that. When he had Jordan Love, I was like, I thought that was crazy. Right. But that, that's just how they are. And I'm 56. My kids range from 30 to 25. So I, I get it. I'm on my phone too much. My wife says, put that damn phone down. But I, I, I get it. It's just a, a, it's a different animal. And Emmett just, you know, he can't relate because they, Jimmy and Em, and they didn't do it like that. Right. Right. Well. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the call. Good stuff, it. as always. Uh, my my wife texted me and said that Facing the Giants is a Christian movie. It's one of her favorites, and I, maybe I have seen part of it. I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. Sometimes you see bits and pieces of movies, but I don't remember that one a little bit. But 
I'm sure we'll be watching that here at some point. Thank uh, you for watching, Charlie. Uh, right. Yeah, she's listening and watching. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. Good stuff. Guys, I love Emmett Smith. Okay, so let's just let's leave it at that. Okay, I, some of the things that people, that, that, that former players say and getting embarrassed on that kind of stuff. And I, I, I just think the Cowboys, get, the, they get blamed for things. But it's like, I, I don't know if they are pumping themselves up. Yes, there is a player on the team that has a podcast. And yes, it you know, is it causing problems? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It it does. And so, but he's also the best player on your football team. So, that's that. All right, guys. Good show. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit about uh well, combine week will be getting getting closer. It won't be the week of combine. It'll be a week ahead of that. We'll be talking about some about the draft. We get looking ahead to free agency, and also just kind of seeing what this defensive uh, coaching staff looks like. Looks like there are going to be some changes here uh, in the next few days. All right. So for Chris Beam, I am Nick Eatman. We will see you next week on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!